Happy Tag Tuesday. How are you? I'm Ann Police. And I'm Denise Cooper. You are Denise Cooper. We're two average girls. I was just checking to make sure you were listening. <laughs> I probably should just say like, I don't know, some other name and just see if you're paying attention. <laughs> I'm Rudy Abernathy. <laughs> <laughs> see what happens? <laughs> Who's Rudy Abernathy? I don't know. I just made it up. <laughs> well, that's a good makeup name. Thanks. I would have been like John Smith. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to give it a little flair. Make sure you're listening. <laughs> So, how are you today? I'm pretty good. Yeah? You're hanging in? I am. I, you know, I started, I'm not a great sleeper. Yeah. I stopped doing Z-Quil at night. Your liver called me and said, tell Denise thank you. It's not even the liver, (laughs) I don't think. What is it? I think it's like brain cells. I'm not sure. Like, people talk about it all the time, like, when, well, Beth Goings, a friend of ours. Yes. She's a nurse. Mm. Uh, No, she's a nurse practitioner. Okay. I think. And she worked in the cancer unit and stuff. And she would have people come and tell her they were like taking NyQuil or ZQuil to go to sleep. And they would be like, no, 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 stop doing it. Because it's something to do with your brain. Oh, really? That's, I never looked because it's kind of like if you look, then you know. And then if you know, you feel bad. And then if you feel bad, you stop doing it. I need to sleep. Yeah, that's, once you know, that's on you. And and they, they say it's not addictive. And it's not. Physically, I'm not addicted, addicted to it. It's the mental part of it. Yeah. It's retraining myself to be able to fall. I can fall asleep usually every night. But? An hour later, I'm awake oh, and are I you cannot really? go to sleep. Two hours later, it's like three in the morning. I might as well just stay up. I hate that. That's not good. It's miserable. So you're, you're off the z I'm off the z and I'm on a new little T called Dr- Beam. It's called Beam. Beam? Like Beam Me Up, Scotty? Beam Dream. Uh-huh. Beam, beam Dream. Dream. Okay. And is it melatonin or what is it? It's got a whole bunch of different kinds of things in it. And I had heard a podcaster, um, Annie Elise, that does Tend to Life. And oh, yeah. she she promoted that. Okay. And I did the review, read the reviews, and I thought, let's just try it. It's not cheap. It's kind of, it's like $2 and something per serving. Which, like per little bag? No, per like bag? little scoop oh, that okay. you do every night. And you put it Got in it. warm water and you drink it. And mm-hmm. it just gives you a feeling of, I'm tired now. Okay. And I go to sleep and I still wake up. I wake up every night no matter what. Right. But I can go back to sleep still yeah. with this. And so I felt like that's a good thing. So did you, do you think you got a good night's sleep last night? I think I did. Okay, good. I've been doing it for like three or four nights. Oh, you have. Okay. And I'm feeling good. That's good. Yeah. I I got off the train as well. I wasn't on the z train. I was <clears throat> on the hard narcotics, Tylenol PM. Whoa. <laughs> and that is bad for your kidney and livers. Is it? That kidney and livers because oh. I have two. I have two livers, one kidney. Um, yeah. Tylenol, You're no doctor. Ty- <laughs> but I think something's not right in there. Um, yeah. Tylenol is really bad for your kidney yeah. and liver. So um, I that just. That would make me so groggy when I woke up that I could never take that. Not at all. That's so funny. No. So I had to stop. I had to stop cold turkey. I've given up a lot in my life recently. Cereal. I know. Tylenol PM. It's almost like a confession here. 
are are you a should I get on the kneeler and and as, can, as if you're can, my priest? I can do the whole. Can you thing. absolve? Me? I can absolve you of all of it. Yes. We just insulted all of our Catholic <laughs> listeners. I'm sorry. I am I am from a Catholic background, and that was inappropriate. That was not cool. You know my um before we get started, I think the Catholics are fine. Are they? Okay. I mean, there's so many other things going around that it's bad for the Catholics. That us kind of being a little bit tongue in cheek, it's going to be fine. All right. Are you speaking I'm, for all Catholics? I'm going to speak for the Catholics that I know. Thank you. And I know quite a few. I appreciate that. We need to talk for just a second about hotel stays. We've been discussing this a lot lately. Yeah. Just safety in hotels, mm-hmm. jewelry habits in hotels, yes. that whole thing. I have started a book called <laughs> The Unexpected Spy. And it's uh, the subtitle is From the CIA to the FBI, My Secret Life. Wow. It's a, written by a woman. It's her story about working for the CIA and the FBI wow. and going like undercover brother. Nice. But she did a, not a TED talk, but she did kind of a symposium type thing talking about hotels, stays, and all. <laughs> I've never felt more justified in my life. But the thing she said that I thought was so interesting, she's like, there's a certain expectation when you stay at a hotel that, you know, you're safe and that there's nothing weird going on and whatever. And she's like, the biggest threat to a woman's safety right now in travel is Airbnb. Yes. I believe it. I right? believe it. I was like, Thank you. I have never stayed at an Airbnb, but I have friends who do it all the time. It's a great cost-effective way to go stay somewhere. Absolutely. And I can totally see why people do it. I've just never been like, I don't know. I should I can find something cheap that's, you know, not at somebody's house. Now I have a friend who used before COVID and she was sort of working on the road a lot. She would stay at Airbnbs almost like on the weekly. She'd be out of town doing something. Sure. And I asked her, have you had any creepy experiences? And she was like, only once I got to the Airbnb and it said that there was an out. I had my own private entrance and I didn't. So I had to walk through this guy's house. It was a guy. I had to walk through his house to get to my room. And then when I got to the room, I was like, well, wait a minute. Isn't there a, where's, there's not a door because it was advertised as a door. And no, there's, there's no door to get out. You can just go out the way you came in. And she's like, oh. Great. So if I have to escape you, I have to go through your house. So she was supposed to stay there two nights. She only stayed one. And she's like, that was the only weird experience I've ever had. Other than that, I've never had any weird experiences. But the point that this author makes, this former FBI and CIA agent, is a hotel is there to make money. Airbnb, you think they're there to make money, but they might be there to be creepy. I think our generation specifically isn't is into airbnbs as the younger generation yeah it's, i agree i mean it's kind of like an uber situation right, right? Yeah. compared to a taxi right but i know like we were talking you were talking to me about sam our social media person and she was traveling and she was staying at an airbnb mm-hmm. i would much rather personally stay at a hotel mm-hmm. where there's going to be a snack bar downstairs right. and there's going to be food right there and I don't have to be in a neighborhood. I like when I go places to feel like I'm not at a home. Right. For me yeah. mentally, it feels that way. Mm-hmm. There are options like when we go to Miami, we stay in an Airbnb, but it's in a 20-story hotel. Right. And they have got they've sold off two-bedroom apartment buildings in this high-rise and we can do that. My biggest pet peeve for Airbnbs is mm. that they don't give you any consumables. 
they don't replace the consumables there's no cleaning there's not even ever and i've we've done quite a few airbnbs now while we've been in miami there's not even a vacuum cleaner in there. Oh, in the unit there's not? There's no cleaning supplies. There's nothing. Why? I you, would, you would think they'd want you to have access to that. You would think so. And yeah. I don't understand it. I mean, there's a there's a full kitchen, so they'll have like three things no, of... Tide pods or cascade uh, pods. The cascade yeah. pods. I'm staying there for two weeks. Oh, that's not going to cut they it. They don't give you more, even if you ask for it. Really? They tell you, no, we don't do that. Half the roll of toilet paper is gone. When you arrive? When you arrive, it's just a small roll of toilet paper. I'm going to be there two weeks. Yeah, that's not going to work. They have a washer and dryer, so I end up washing my own sheets and whatever. Yeah. yeah. Again, you're saving money, but you're also not getting the same. You're not getting it all that you could. It's a different quality uh-huh. of stay. Uh, it's funny that you mentioned the laundry because it's like, I know there's a gigantic Chinese laundry in the basement of that hotel. <laughs> exactly. That gets so hot, people don't even want to work down there. <laughs> it's gross and just smelly. But I know that my sheets are going to be as clean as they could possibly be. They they reek of bleach. And I'm happy about that. Yeah. Airbnb, not so much. You got the Maytag that might be on its last leg. Who knows how clean they got. Stuff like that. I was just, I felt like uh, my concerns with the airbnb which again i totally get it but my concerns were justified by this woman she also had some interesting stuff to say she's like don't uh don't ever stay on the bottom floor of a hotel Mm. um third floor max second floor is probably just right and i'm like what is that why max third because she said if you have to get out a window you will survive a third floor jump i would ask for the highest me too i'm like there's 12 floors i want to be on the 12th floor kind of thing and um but she was she's coming at it from a different like she was followed she was doing some undercover stuff and she had to be able to get out of her Mm -hmm. hotel room without going through the door nice also fires she's like if you if you touch that doorknob and there's a fire on the other side what are you gonna do you're stuck now but if you're on the second or third floor you're gonna survive that jump it's not gonna be a problem i'm like oh never really thought about that there's a lot of things we need to think about that we don't and some of it i'm kind of glad i like to be I ignorant i don't want to think about it i know i don't really i, I guess my time's up if there's a fire <laughs> outside the hallway at the cosmopolitan sorry uh, i know it's just so crazy but airbnbs are i think they have a place oh I they think, do especially yeah. if you have a family and you've got like five bedroom home and you're gonna go to disneyland and you can get somewhere you want to be able to cook your own food. That's yeah. one of the reasons that I love it. I'm kind of surprised hotels haven't kind of jumped on the bandwagon to mm. be more accommodating like an Airbnb almost. Yeah. They're not set up for that. No, they're not. And Mm-mm. I'm kind of surprised because people like the conveniences of, I, I don't know, it's kind of weird. Um, mm-hmm. We had a friend, you know him, friend of the show, Todd Bloomstein. Yeah. He came here for work. Right. He ended up renting a little, like a little add-on, a little ADA unit of somebody's house in Orange because it was half the price of a hotel room around here. Okay. I mean, to that's, save money. Well, that's the thing. And you're only staying for, you know, three nights. You could spend $1,000 or $600, you know, or yeah. $400. It's it's a yeah. no-brainer. Yeah. And our, our friend Lisa Sanford, who we had on the mm-hmm, podcast, mm-hmm. she is killing it in the Airbnb game. Yep. And we've got kids coming into town in June that are my son's age and You're they wanted to Airbnbs? make sure I've already reserved an Airbnb through Lisa, nice. her Airbnb for them because it's so affordable. It, it sleeps six. And I think what you're saying is correct. That age group, your 20 year olds, 20s year olds. They're good with it. They're like, yeah, yeah, sleep six. Sounds great. We'll get six people in there. I'm like, dude, it's one bathroom. They're like, we don't care. 
Don't yeah. care. No, it's one and a half bathrooms, whatever. They're like, no, it's totally fine because it's $200 a night split six ways. See, that's funny because when you do rent Airbnbs, they ask you how many people are in the thing. Even if it sleeps four, they charge you more, at least the ones that I have done. Like mm. if you say two, it's one price. If you say three or four, it's another price. I might be getting the friends and family rate going Maybe. through Lisa. Maybe. But it was so, it's so much more affordable. If yeah. we had to put those six, if they had to put themselves up at a hotel... And usually no. when you have a big family group get get together like yeah. you're going to have, uh-huh. it's going to be planned out for days anyway. So they no. don't have to worry about the food. I mean, right. I'm going to be hosting a breakfast at my house for you. Oh, I'm so excited. Yeah. It's going to be so awesome. <laughs> it's going to be great. So anyway, that's my, the, the book is fascinating. I held off on um, actually buying it because I have books stacked up that I haven't mm-hmm. read. But uh, it's really very good. And she has some great things to say. The name of the book, again, is The Unexpected Spy, and her name is Tracy Walder, W-A-L-D-E-R. It's cool. She's a it lady is. spy. I like it. I yeah. want to read it. Yeah, it's amazing. I want to read it. Anyway, so what we're here to do today is, dun-dun-dun, weird news. We love our weird news. We love it. And I have the best segue for your weird news. I, I didn't even have this on the on the docket. Until you started talking about Airbnb. <laughs> There's a docket. Yes. Give I, me that. I mean, we have a docket. We I have mean, a docket. The pod now. docket. It's a pod the docket. Pod <gasps> the pod doc. <laughs> merch. We got to get some merch. All right. Tell me what's on the pod okay. doc. Go first. This is from the New York Post. And Love I it. heard about this story probably a month ago. Okay. Um, actually, it was at the beginning of September that it came out. And I heard about it right then. It's just, this is what the headline says. I make hundreds renting out one side of my bed. But hot bedding, let me put what? that in quotes, hot bedding hot. requires boundaries. You think? Wait a minute. Mm-hmm. What are you? We're too old for this, for sure. Like, our brains can't even wrap around this. Okay, tell me everything. This woman's living the dream, sleeping with folks and charging them per lay. Oh, that's, the New York Post kills it every I know. time. Yeah, yeah. Welcoming strangers into her bed every night has become a profitable practice for one sexy singleton. She's single? Well, of course she is. She she has one side of the bed available. She has like a king-size bed and one side's open. I don't even know if it's... Sorry. We'll see. Who tucks in an extra $600 per month by renting out the unoccupied side of her mattress? Wait. It's only 600 a month that she's Where making. her ex-boyfriend once slept for two years. <laughs> her hot side hustle is part of the hot bedding trend. This is a trend. So we're talking about like, I don't know where you go well let's keep reading hot bedding is excellent for people who are able to detach emotionally and sleep next to another person in completely respectful and non-strings detached manner is it necessarily always a guy it can be whomever monique jeremiah 36 is an entrepreneur from queensland australia okay and while hot bedding has yet to achieve viral glory on social media a popular tiktok clip which which got gained over 762,000 views detailed the monetary benefits as well as the potential dangers yeah, well, of the fad. Sure. I, I, this girl is adorable. She's not, oh, she's, she's a beautiful girl. I am sorry. There is no way some guy, unless he isn't, unless he's not interested in women. heterosexual, <laughs> is going to sleep next to her. And she not... is built like a brick house. Look yep. at her. During the do- lockdown, uh, her business went belly up, causing her to think outside the box when it came to earning money. Mm. She says the trend can be extremely lucrative. 
as long as both parties are clear on the terms. I don't know how you decide that. What, you sign up, you have to sign a little waiver that I'm not going to touch my the girl next to me. How do you know you're not getting some kind of murdering, raper, creeper, yucky, Peeper. Ted Bundy-ish kind of guy? You and I watched so much true crime. All I could think of was when I heard this was, are you? I literally was in the car and I'm like, are you kidding me? What does her mother say about this? This is not acceptable. Wait, hold on. I have so many questions. You want to finish the story and then I'll ask the question. I'm sure. Okay. I don't think it'll... I, I don't think answer. you're yeah okay it takes two people who respect each other's space values and boundaries to do hot bedding well just saying those in one sentence respect values and boundaries and then use the word hot bedding in that same sentence hot it seems weird and seems unrealistic that is such an awful name for something hot bedding it seems like you're asking somebody to come and do something respectful but the word hot bedding it's the not connotation is Mm-mm. something other than what you're talking. So then my question is, is she really not doing something else? You think she's got a side hustle? On I don't know. You, I hope she's making more than 600 bucks a month, a month. I mean, I don't know. Maybe she's not only renting it out. I don't know. Um, she said she's the founder of diversity models, an agency that specializes in providing curvy cultural and mature age models for businesses mm-hmm. began leasing out her boudoir at the onset of the pandemic as an effort to supplement her income and enjoy some much-needed companionship. I'm sorry. Oh. We talked about some people who got... I mean, listen, there was so much hookup going on in that world of singles because how else were they going to meet somebody? And it was just a full-on swipe, yeah, yeah. swipe left. Let's get it on. Swipe this left. is all we're doing. I mean, <laughs> I didn't blame them. There's nothing available. There's nothing out there. Uh. You know, like millions around the world, she was forced to make a quick change to her professional life in order to survive the global health crisis. She says, my life was literally imploding be- beyond my control. She recalled, I knew my only option was to be innovative and think outside the box. And that's how I decided to do hot bedding. Mm. In a moment's thought continued jeremiah that's her last name i swallowed my pride contacted my ex-partner whom i hadn't spoken to in a year and said to him do you want to survive the covid together okay what does that mean and to my surprise he said yes the bedtime tycoon says that she and her former honey have now bedded down together for money twice and they're gearing up to hit the sheets yet again he will be sleeping with me again soon, said the moneymaker, adding that her public sleepover prices are going up due to inflation. I will re- be raising my hot bedding rate to a little over 160 a week or 640 a month when he returns. So am I to understand that he's like in her bed as like he's renting it? He's renting her bed. Okay. The, again, she knows him. Sure, that's different. It's totally different. Yeah. The cost of living has gone up significantly in Australia, and my room is still beautiful, comfortable room the size of a five-star hotel suite. Here's what I don't understand. Why do they have to be in your bed? Why don't you just purchase a twin blow-up mattress? Or or pull-out bed, like a pull-out couch bed. If you're really going to spend some money. Go right ahead and do that, and you can still charge people, and there's it's you're still accomplishing the same thing. They're still in there. I, I don't know. It creeped me out to a it's place so which, creepy, which was what like, and then I was like worried for her. Like this doesn't seem like a good idea. And anybody who thinks that you're going to get somebody who's going to respect your boundaries, mm-hmm. come on. Yeah, we need to. 
this is the real world. This is exactly what we were talking about with the Airbnb situation. <laughs> exactly. It's like there's a pretty good chance that the person just needs a place to stay. There's also a chance that they're a perv. <laughs> there's always that. <laughs> And, and, and now they're and, in your bed. And pervs are one thing. You can go to the next level perv. I mean, yeah. there is some real out there. Weirdness. Weirdness. We don't, we don't talk about it all the time. It's just, I don't know. What I, do you do once they're, I would not sleep a wink. I, not a minute if I this guy's in my bed. I don't anybody in my house that no. I don't know. No. I mean, it, you know, again. I barely want people I know in my house. Exactly. It's very difficult. I wouldn't even want to sleep in your bed with you no, on I a regular. No, I wouldn't invite you. I mean, you know what I mean? Like, I... We have checked into the to the Cosmopolitan Hotel in Las Vegas. We talk way too much about Las Vegas on this podcast. <laughs> but we have checked into that hotel and they've said, is one king okay? And we're both like, no! I mean, I've literally... I've, there People were like, let's go on a girl's trip. I have... And we have friends that were like, let's go to New York or whatever. Yeah. And like, we'll get one room and we'll all four share the room. Sure. Nope. No, I'm not into it. No, I'm too old for that. Like, yeah. I need my own bed. We can... I want to sprawl out, and I don't mind sharing a room with you. Sure. But even then, like, when I go places, like, I don't. My kids don't share rooms with us, like, to no. save money. I'm like, <laughs> we're all adults. I can't do it. I mean, no. again, we're just. I guess she's prudish. making money though. Six hundred forty dollars doesn't seem worth your life. It doesn't seem worth anything to I me. I mean, either you're gonna get raped or you're gonna get killed or both. Uh, I'm just saying. That's upsetting. I'm a breath of fresh air today, You apparently. really are. <laughs> We're going to go from hot bed to hot dog. Oh. Yeah. Who doesn't Segway. like a hot dog? Well, you might not after this. No, do not do this to me. No, no, this isn't. We already know what's, we kind of know what's in a hot dog and we don't Oh, no, care. I'm not going to tell you what's okay, in good, it. Okay, no, good, no, no. good, good. You like a hot dog, right? <laughs> yeah, I love it. I, I like the all beef hot dogs all from beef. Costco. Costco. You can't beat it. No, it's, it's a so bargain. Delicious. It's a bargain. Okay, so Oscar Mayer is turning an internet meme into reality. The famed meat company is finally responding to a viral video from back in 2022, which was just a year ago, that showed a baseball fan drinking his beer through a straw made out of a hot dog. I've heard this. <laughs> I was going to tell you this last time we did Weird uh, News, and I didn't get to it because I know how much you like a hot, hot dog. dogs. I love a hot dog. I heard about this, and mm -hmm. it really grossed me out. Oscar Mayer announced that it's launching its own limited edition, quote, hot dog straw. That mimics the size and color of a typical hot dog, except that the new invention is made out of food-safe, soft silicone. So it's not a hot dog. It just is shaped to look like one. So, But the guy at the ballpark put a hole through his hot dog, stuck the dog in his sure. beer, and was sucking it through. You can pre-order the hot dog straw via the Oscar Mayer website for free while supplies last. Yeah, I don't... Now, I think the, the, the supplies might be over i don't know because this is 2022 let me check no the supplies have officially run out sure. but just so you know this existed and if you go on the oscar meyer website and just put in hot well dog you're gonna straw, have this ready for us i'll show you mm -hmm. look at oh, this yeah. yeah it comes in its own package like an individually wrapped dill pickle only it's the hot dog beer straw. doesn't taste that good and then you mix it with the ins with the hot dog <clears throat> This guy is really going for it in the in the meme. It's gross. It's so gross. His beer cup is completely filled, and then he just pops that hot dog in there. I want it. I'm like, don't ruin the hot dog for me. I love a hot dog. Uh, I just, I'm yeah. all about it. Anyway, it. that just to know that that exists. I hope they bring it back for Christmas <laughs> because it's a great stocking stuffer. To be honest with you, <laughs> you could get that as a joke. As yeah. a joke gift. It's mm -hmm. a great white elephant. It's also micro, it's not microwave or dishwasher safe. So just so you know, <laughs> you're cleaning that thing by hand. 
<laughs> you're just so disgusted right I'm now. I'm seriously gross. She's just out. like, ugh. I'm seriously gross. Well, one of the things that I know that you love, yeah, is a good mullet. Oh, I just I'm obsessed. I mean, what would you say if there was a woman, yeah, who had won the Guinness Book of World Records for the mullet? She's been growing it for 33 years. Yes. Do you have any idea how long it could be? This is just in the back. For 30- it's a party in the back, and her party is big. Is it a, is it Crystal Gale style? Like I'm going to show you, but just you tell me what you think. I'm not going to show you until you th- you can. Okay, three feet. Nope, you're way off. How long? Five feet. Oh my gosh! It's quite a long party in the back for this Tennessee woman, Knoxville nurse Tammy Manis, has earned the Guinness Book of World Records for the longest mullet of any female, with her luxurious locks coming in at five feet eight inches long just so you know i'm five foot nine so it's only an inch shorter than i am it's going down to her she must wear it up i've been blessed that my hair grows and now it's in the world's longest mullet i'm very happy with it she said 33 years it seems like it'd be longer than that she had to have trimmed it at some i'm assuming she began growing out her hair in the late night 80s of course that's when it was popular yeah watching till tuesday music videos oh. for its its song voices carry voices carry yeah, yeah. Mm. in that video the singer defends her hair defends her hair and looks after her boyfriend after her boyfriend makes disparaging comments yes he's a creep mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. the girl has a rat tail and it and i really wanted one of those Manus 58 recounted oh so gosh, she's my so age did I. I wanted one so bad but when she was a local but when she went to a local barber in 1989 the hairdresser told her that the style did not suit her and she decided to cut it off hmm. well she showed her however she immediately regretted the decision and started to grow it out once more on February 9th 1990 she has the date she said this is it I'm never cutting it after this mm-hmm. moment which is now considered her mullet's birthday uh- uh, you know, I have to be honest, though. <clears throat> she has not had a cut since. And I'm here going to show you what it looks like. I can't wait to see this. <clears throat> oh, honey. She's a cute girl. She's so cute. She's got a cute face. The she hair doesn't need, is so bad. I mean, yeah, I mean, the here, mullet, she is, here she is next to her car. No. Nope. Nope. We'll have this on the Instagram for you. Am I wrong that the mullet game has been mostly male? Like, yes. It's been a lot of dudes with the mullets and the mullet competition that we did for Weird News way back in the day mm-hmm. and all of that. That's men and little boys and stuff like that. It's not often that a lady gets in the old uh, no. game. And I think she mentions this. She said, the weirdest thing is that I find that people really remember me after many years, she told yeah. the Guinness Book. I've had people recognize me from 20 years ago because I've kept the same hairstyle. Oh. I don't keep the same hairstyle practically for 20 days. (laughs) You're very hairstyle forward. (laughs) Literally, if I go to the, well, you know, having a sister and a daughter and people who do your hair, you're never sure what you're going to come up with. By the way, just a little tip. Don't make your sister angry or your daughter angry when you go in. (laughs) You never know what will happen. It's a minefield out there with the family dynamics and then they're cutting your hair. They're calling it the femme mullet. The femme mullet. Why? It's just a mullet. She it's, has a mullet. She's a feminist and she wears a mullet. So no. it's a femme mullet. No. I, I I'm going to call it the femme mullet. No, you can't. As a woman, Denise, I won't let you. I'm I'm, I'm all about it. That picture. It and looks like something out of Dr. Seuss. <laughs> yeah, she kind of does look like it's out of Dr. Seuss. But I always find, 
I don't know why they're novel, but they also kind of make me happy. A mullet? Yeah. Yeah, because you're really, I agree. You're very confident if you're, if you're rolling with that mullet on purpose. I agree. I mean, that's something else. She's been doing it for 30 20, years. For, for 33 years 30-something years, years now. yeah. Yep. She's, she's, she's comfortable she's in committed. her mulletness. Can I say something slightly disparaging? About? I'm not surprised that she's from Tennessee. <laughs> now, you can say that. And not everybody there has long mullets, so. Would you have been surprised if they had have said she lives in orange county california santa monica california yes see yes you see so don't don't be coy with me you the, know the mullet is probably more recognizable and more predominant mm. in the southern states i think yes midwest to southern for yeah. sure i would say i would say you're right that's okay all right <laughs> moving on <laughs> Um, being from Southern California, living in Southern California, you know that we love and live by the high-speed chase. Oh, I love it. That's where OJ got his fame and fortune. That's where we all became acquainted with OJ, was the slow-speed Bronco. Was he the first one to really do that? It has become a cultural phenomenon, and it started with OJ. Now, there were, there were chases before that. But what OJ did for us was helicopter, eye in the sky, whatever uh -huh. you want to call it. And then, of course, down on the ground. And then, of course, later hearing, this is AC. <laughs> I got OJ in the back. You know, that whole thing. And the police trying to have a conversation with him, blah, blah, That kicked it off. Yeah. There had never been follow you down the freeway uh, chase like that before. So thanks, OJ. You're killing it. Ah! Oh, I didn't even, woo, look at that. He already killed it. <clears throat> anyway. No, he didn't. He was acquitted. Oh, that's true. He's A jury innocent. of his peers mm -hmm. decided that he was innocent. Good to know. <laughs> Let's get back to the task at hand here. The, this, the low speed chase that I want to tell you about is an incident that looked like it was pulled straight out of Grand Theft Auto. The, you know, that's a game, yep. a video game. Um, but I think you're going to love this because it sort of deals with the kind of thing that you deal with all the time. Yes. It was a chase with a stolen forklift. Oh, my god! And he drove it through downtown L.A., crashing into multiple buildings. Of course, now, this wasn't the case back in OJ days, but now everything's captured on video, tweeted, Snapchat. Also, by the way, most companies have got some kind of gps tracking device on all of their equipment well i mean i think that's probably what happened here after 6 50 on a tuesday a caller calls 911 <laughs> and tells the police that there's a forklift that had just struck the apple store in the tower theater on broadway in los angeles so they use it to ram into the apple they, store well you got those big forks off sure the end. who knows if he did it on purpose well, he sure. might just be a bad driver <laughs> You don't know. Not at the Apple store. I mean, of all the stores. He hates capitalism. So he drove right into that he Apple did? store. I don't know. Oh. I'm just I'm just making this up. Um, the forklift can be seen driving on the sidewalk in front of a theater with its horn blaring. Did <laughs> forklifts have like a horn? Yeah, but let me just tell you, the horn blaring is, uh, I would say, that's a exaggeration because it's like a, <laughs> eh, eh. it's not like a, eh. I don't know, maybe this forklift has a special horn on it but the ones that i've been around are like a barely it, it can you can hear it but it's not like i wonder what the purpose of a horn on a forklift would be because to if make you make sure people hear you and get out of your way i can hear a forklift coming you would listen ann <laughs> there's sometimes an iq test that's attached to some of these things you 
the the most OSHA violations, I would imagine, and I I can't don't quote don't quote me on me. all this on all this, but I guarantee you they involve a forklift. Really? Oh, so many people get hurt on forklifts. Driving them or riding on them? Both. Both. Driving them, using them improperly, trying to pick up things that they're too big for the forklift yes, itself. Or, I can see that. You know what I mean? Like there is so many people have been run over by forklifts all the time. Oh no. Flip them. I mean, it is bad. They're the hippos of the construction site. They they're will just, kill you. They're literally you have to you have to be forklift trained every two years. Oh. You can't get forklift trained and call it a day? No. Like the rest of your life you're good? No. Oh. And I mean, when I write up people in for safety at our office yeah. and in our shop or on the freeway, they literally it has usually has to do with a forklift. Oh my gosh. A witness told police that they had seen a male take the forklift from a work site. That's the other thing. It's like when you are you've got a work site going and you leave for the night, everything's just sort of there because no one is gonna take it. Everybody takes everything. That's the problem too in California specifically. It's probably a lot of other places, but the theft here is so prolific. It yeah. is it doesn't matter if it's on the middle of the freeway. Yeah. It doesn't matter if it's on a job site that has a chain link fence. Right. And even somebody watching it. Yeah. People are stealing everything. It's yeah. like a, the Wild West now. Yeah, it totally is. So the forklift crashed twice in downtown <laughs> LA before they caught the driver, which wasn't very difficult to do. He could only go so fast. Right. So as soon as the police were dispatched, they kind of got on him, but he'd already done it? some damage. They didn't release his name. They didn't release the extent of the damage done. And there were no injuries reported. Wow. Even at the even at the Apple store. Well, there there were no injuries, no. He wrecked some stuff, but he, he didn't wrecked steal stuff. anything. I thought you were gonna say he jammed that thing in there Mm-mm. to go do a raid or something. I'm guessing because his identity has not been released that he's underage. That's my suspicion. Mm. Usually they say that, and this is the LA Times, and I think they would say that. Like, he's underage, so we're not gonna release his name. They're just not saying anything. Yeah. My guess is he's he's some twerpy kid who decided this would be hysterical (laughs) and uh, went on a slow speed forklift chase yep there you go i love it Mm -hmm. i love it okay so we've talked a lot about well not a lot but we've talked about tattoos and going to a tattoo shop and and let me just ask you this has anybody ever when you're when cameron was young Mm -hmm. did you ever leave him in the care of a family member or a friend and they he came back with something or something done to him that you were like what that what is what did you do not my son specifically but um i have a couple nieces who got an unexpected haircut from a relative okay that's so funny because i had a friend tell me about this too that her mother-in-law at one point she came home and her two daughters had had their bangs cut and their hair cut without mm-hmm. her knowledge yeah yeah that happens a what? lot yeah, that happens a lot. Why would you do that? Because she knows better than you do. Okay, I can't with these people. <laughs> well, this story here, mm. my seven-year-old's aunt gave her a tattoo without telling me. My seven-year-old's aunt. Gave, so her so sister-in-law this is her sister. or her sister. Not a real tattoo. It was just like a little sticky tattoo. No. No. You, you, you Wait. Your mouth is open for a reason <laughs> because you can't believe this could happen. That is absolutely... You are being sued. A mom on TikTok has shared how she discovered that her seven-year-old daughter had gotten a permanent tattoo. No. The mom who goes by the name of Nooski Oexotic24. Okay. So we 
We might have you a parenting edgy? issue. Okay. I'm just saying. <laughs> Has a daughter, Jade, who was sent to spend time with her dad's side of the family in California. Oh, this is an in-law. Mm-hmm. Oh. At one point, this is why it's uh. happened, right? At one point, she stayed with her aunt, and during that time, Jade called her mom to ask if she could get a tattoo. Okay. Nooski told her no and hung up, thinking that was the end of it. Sure. But when she came home, she was shocked to see that her daughter had a tattoo on her leg, a messy and wonky heart. Here it is. There's a photo. You have a photo? I do. It's from TikTok. No. No. It looks like a prison tattoo. It is a prison. It's a garage tattoo. It's like somebody. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Somebody did this wonky. I mean, it's not even a good tattoo for that poor little thing. It's on her leg. That's awful. Yeah. In the first clip, there are, and there's four in total. She shows the tattoo and writes, who in their right mind tattoos a seven-year-old? Beware Mm -hmm. of who you leave your kids around. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Now, if she had like an order she had to give her kid to her dad in California, you, you don't know. Yes, but you can't do that. You can. No. You did. The The aunt did it. What's it going to do now? She captioned, I just found out my baby daddy's sister (laughs) tattooed my child. She is 28. She is seven. Mm -mm. And then she goes on to say um, things like call child services and the police. Press charges. Yeah. That's what people were commenting on. Yes. Others urged the mom to take her daughter to the doctor to check if it was infected. Oh, my gosh. No, you know. Hepatitis. They, They also reassured her that it would probably fade as she got older, which it probably will. Um, many demanded a story time um, from the mom about the incident. Um, she, uh, in a follow-up video, she sits with her daughter down on the couch to interrogate her about what happened. So at first when I heard this, and I've, I've watched some of these videos, the mom, I don't want to be judgmental, but <laughs> there's some issues there that are bigger than just this tattoo going on the seven-year-old. Okay. Okay. It's how you handle it, okay. right? And then when you bring your daughter into it, to kind of get some attention. Oh, she's like actually got the daughter yeah. there and mm-hmm. asking her questions. Yeah. Does and she... then she asks her that, whose idea was it for you to get the tattoo? Mm-hmm. Jade replies, auntie. Mm-hmm. Did she did she just offer? What did she say? The mom asked. She asked the mom. She asked what the mom said and said that the mom said no and blah, blah, blah. She goes on and on and on. So she's doing this now for attention. Mm-hmm. But she does have a point that when you send your child to someone's house, you can't give them a tattoo or cut their hair or pierce their ears or a tattoo is that's next level the a haircut is worth ending a relationship over i'd be like well she's never coming back over here again but a tattoo that is punishable by child protective services would come over there and slap that woman left right and center that's unbelievable well i don't there's no follow-up on what actually happened to the aunt but i'm just saying beware aunt no mo <laughs> aunt no mo. <laughs> oh my gosh that's such a bad tattoo as it well is, it's, it's not even cute it's not even a cute one i don't know that that would have made it better but if it had been like well done like on her little ankle or something just like Still. precisely put there and it probably hurt her too it hurt you know tattoos hurt yeah they hurt and her skin is dark so go get it removed is not gonna work that's no, not a thing it's not gonna oh uh, why are people awful why are people so stupid i don't know here's my last one i'm gonna end on a high note mm-hmm. and we're gonna talk about naked people what do you think about that oh my gosh i have one that's naked and i don't know if it's the same one well let's just find out if if we have somehow done the same one we have to like what are we going to do? Have a party? Yeah, let's have a party. Okay, a podcast party. We'll go out for dinner. Sounds good. Okay. 
A gregarious globe-trotting couple. Nope. Okay, good. Are fueled by naked ambition. This is from the New York Post, so you know it's going to be beautifully written. This couple is a British couple, and they love to travel to far-flung corners of the globe where they strip down and embrace Uh, their nude bodies. We've talked about nude people, and usually the nude people that are freely nude shouldn't be the people Mm. freely nude. They're never the Playboy Playmates and the cover girls. Nope. They never are. But this couple, now what do you think they look like? Their names are Fiona and Michael Discombe. <laughs> well, how old are they? Um, it doesn't. So they're in their they're in their fifties. See, so I'm in their saying, 50s. yeah. Sorry, can it be a twenty something year old? It's not Tom and model. Giselle. Exactly, it's, it's just not. Ah, oh, so disappointing. Selma Hayek doesn't go to the nude beach. She just doesn't. <laughs> so, oh, Michael and Fiona over there have spent close to nineteen thousand dollars traveling to places where they can be unclothed from the crack of dawn until the moon comes up, and they are eager to find more. The good thing about all of that is they don't have to take anything with them then. Like literally. Packing is light. Packing is so light. Like every time I go somewhere, I always am overpacked. Sure. And I always have to pay an extra fee. These people don't. They don't. They just bring like soap and like. One would hope. <laughs> soap and something. <laughs> They're in their 50s. They first went nude on their honeymoon. So they've been at it since day one. 20 years ago. So they got married in their 30s. And they say they have wanted to stay that way ever since. I wonder if they do that at home, too, all the time. I'm sure they're walking around the house just butt naked. Mm-hmm. Oh. The clothed couple vacationed in Greece where they, this is, you know, back 30 years ago. That's where they went on their honeymoon, and they stumbled across a beautiful cove with nude revelers oh. at the cove. So it's a, it's a nude beach. Every place has that beach where you're like, well, if this is where you need to take your clothes off, go right ahead. Um, Does it? it? There are? Oh. Everywhere? Well... I don't want to say California. Well, California is also kind of overpopulated. All of the Hawaiian islands, every island has a place? nude beaches. I don't know. I haven't yeah. seen any. Donkey Beach. We've talked about it I on know, this but podcast. We don't, I've never seen a person naked there. Too you really haven't? Disappointed. No. Every single time I go there, someone <sighs> is strutting down the beach absolutely as God intended. I have never seen a person naked there. I have got to do that. Oh. It's like on the manatee watch list now. Not, no. <laughs> <laughs> as yep. much as I need to see a manatee, I need to see a naked human on Donkey Beach. Oh, it's so upsetting. Ugh. It's not good. Um, so, the, Fiona says, I remember there being nobody else in this beautiful Greek secluded cove. Of course, it's always some beautiful place, I right? I could get behind that as well. You, you and your husband in paradise by yourself. It's like a fantasy come true. I get it. That's also what your backyard's for. Like, Is it? That, I'm not doing that in the backyard. Well, There's you have neighbors. a backyard that's kind of exposed a little bit. There's people that could see in it. Yeah. Yeah. I d- wouldn't carry my backyard. I don't, but I'm just saying. If I, People walk through your backyard all the time. You my, don't have my yeah. current backyard. Yeah, I've walked back there just randomly. Are you stalking me? I'm just saying I've gone back there to the back <laughs> for stuff. And if you were <laughs> naked back there, I would be troubled. That's a good point. Okay, I don't take it all it. back. I'm not going to. So they remember. She remembers finding this gorgeous cove, and there was a couple there, and they were both naked. Both of our eyes widened. She said. I wasn't sure how I felt about it, but it was such a gorgeous spot. Now, the thing is, how how do they know that the naked people wanted them to come, like, hang out with when them? people are naked, they're very open. I don't know. It's in a little cove. So they 
realized at that time we got stripped down and they did and they they just, realized at that time because somebody else was naked you have to it. do it well they they it was sort of their key it unlocked their oh their nakedness they're mm-hmm. like well these people are doing it we can and do then it all too. of a sudden they felt like i can do this all day long all every day the live long day is what they're doing <laughs> um for the first time in my life she fiona says i felt so liberated I was finally able to accept my body and not worry about what other people thought of me. It was so freeing, feeling the elements on my bare skin. It just made me want to be nude all the time. Now, I have a little something for you, Denise. I have a photo. Oh, can't wait. Oh, my gosh. There you go. They're not the worst looking people I've ever seen. They're not the best. But the picture that you're showing Mm -hmm. is blurred out in all the right places. Yeah. But they're wearing sombreros. Well, you got to have, you got to celebrate. And they have maracas in their hands. So they must be in Mexico? I don't know. Um, there are naturalist, naturist destinations. Uh, oh, that's what it's called. Naturist. Not nudists. No, I think nudist is, it's got it, a bad connotation. Okay, got it. So there's nat- naturist destinations in Thailand and Greenland, and they're going to retire abroad. Greenland is cold. Yeah. He doesn't seem concerned. Um, because they're British. Uh, oh, that's why they're so white. That's what that's okay. what Fiona says. Okay. Yeah, she's, she's really pale. She's like, because we're British, we have struggled. I think she's like, this is what British people do. We struggle with body image because we're so pasty white kind of thing. Um, I don't know that that's actually a cultural thing, but that's, that's sort of what she's saying. Um, meanwhile, Michael has just thinks it's the greatest thing ever, and he's totally on board. They are traveling the world and they're trying to find a place to, to retire where being nude all the time is is okay. Wow. That's, I guess, a goal. Okay, so that picture you just showed me <laughs> uh-huh. is he's doing like yoga on the beach. He's doing stand-up yoga on the beach. Naked <laughs> on the beach. And there's a black lab. And the black lab is literally looking the other way. The black lab is like, please, put that away. I don't need to see it anymore. The dog is so upset <laughs> by the nudism. <laughs> we will have that on the... It's the most... Of, the dog's the shoulders are up around its ears and it's just like... <laughs> it's like, please, put some clothes on when you're doing that pose. I'm begging you, don't downward dog me nude. Again. <laughs> it's the worst. <laughs> this is actionable, Larry, or whatever his name is. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Well, speaking of naked men. Oh, yeah. You know, mm-hmm. you know, people lose their mind on an airplane. Oh. Now, it doesn't quite go that far, but before he ever got onto the airplane, travelers were shocked Uh-oh. to see a man strolling naked <gasps> at Dallas-Fort Worth International Airport and caught the bare passenger on camera, camera wandering the busy terminals. Inside the airport? Yep. In oh. a statement to Fox News Digital, Dallas-Fort Worth International Airport said that the airport's Department of Public Safety, you mm. think... Responded to a nude man walking inside Terminal C at 10.15 on Monday. Mm-mm. Yep. Mm-mm. Yep. The, in the video, the adult man is seen sauntering. Sauntering. I mean, that's different than just walking. He's <clears throat> sauntering uh, sort of indicates a confidence. He's just walking along like nobody's got a problem with it. He doesn't. He doesn't. Through the airport by a restaurant. Oh, you're Not eating your restaurant. restaurant. There's a naked guy in the airport, a man is heard saying on the vi- in the video. <laughs> why upon hearing the videographer's comment the man in the nude points at him prompting the videographer to cheer yes there is the videographer continues my man mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. he's getting cheered on right because oh, sure. i mean listen you better embrace it if you're in the airport because yeah. i don't know what's coming next nope you got a nude guy walking through the airport 
Where's his clothes? <laughs> Where did they land? They're in the, I mean, they're somewhere. They're in the bathroom. They're not on his back. So <laughs> authority said that they arrested the man and took him into custody for a mental health evaluation. Probably a good idea. Police did not share the unclothed man, did not share if the unclothed man was charged. Uh, and they didn't give his name. And I will give you a little picture of him sauntering. <sighs> you have... He's totally confident. He's, he's right no by a problem. TGI Fridays or something, <laughs> and he's just walking along a with TGI. no care in the world. Not a single care. So I don't know. Would you want to see that in the airport? I kind of, I mean, airports are stressful to me sometimes, and traveling is kind of a bummer. That might kind of spark my, it might be kind of exciting. Would you be like golf clap? I might. It just depends on the situation. At my first reaction would be, he's a pervert, he's a weirdo, Watch out for him. Right. Because he's got something wrong with him, apparently. Yes. But the other part of me is like, you do you. <laughs> not in an airport. Nope, not in I an airport. I would imagine that. he's going to be on the no-fly list. One would hope. I would think. Because I'm just glad he didn't do it on the airplane. Because that, oh, that cause now this happens, and now you got to divert. And now not only are you here with a crazy man on a flying metal tube. Mm-hmm. You've got to go somewhere else. You're not making it to your destination because mm-hmm. he's naked on the airplane. Mm-hmm. And the aisles are really small. That would be... That would be upsetting. It would be too close for comfort. Oh, that is a... That's a, that's a public hazard. That you can't, is, that's, you can't have that. That's just... That's have you ever been on an airplane that's been diverted for some reason and had to land someplace else? Not because of a crazy person. Okay, good. Not no. because of like an out-of-control right. passenger, right. drunk, or just crazy. No. No. Nursing their cat. No. Oh, that's right. I forgot about that. Remember we did that nursing their cat. Yeah. Weird news. That might have been one of the first ones we ever did. I think it was. But people just keep getting weirder and weirder in airports. Uh, It's it's definitely a sign of what's going on in the world. It's a microcosm of what we can expect in the real world. They're bringing that act into... Small spaces. A small space. Yeah. Especially when they get stressed. Or Mm -hmm. a lot of times you're going on vacation, but a lot of times you're traveling for... Things you don't want to travel for, yeah. like business or even a bad situation on the other end Funeral. of your travel. Yeah. So maybe that's why. I don't know. But <sighs> everyone just leave their clothes on. That's just keep our, on. We don't even usually have a tag for the day. Oh. But let's make it one. Keep your clothes on. Please keep your clothes on. That's our that's our gift to you. <laughs> Thank you so much. I'm Ann Police. And I'm Denise Cooper. We're two average girls. And we'll, we're not naked. We're clothed. We're totally clothed. We'll see you next time. of Two Average Girls are free wherever you get your podcasts. Be sure to hit the follow or subscribe button on the Two Average Girls main page so you never have to go searching for new episodes. Our editor is Aiden Bloomstein. Our social media producer is Samantha Stone. And original music for Two Average Girls is by Jason Freese.